Hey, everybody. This is Paul Gilbert from Racer X, Mr. Big, and, of course, my solo records. And uh, you are listening to Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, welcoming you to October and also to the latest episode of Focus on Metal. This week, we pick up literally where we left off last week, talking with vocalist Eric Martin, all about uh, Lean Into It, you know, 30 years of that so far, going into the making of it and songwriting and all that stuff, as well as, you know, what Eric's up to nowadays since we talked to him while he was on the road, which is great. You know, a little bit of live stuff going on there. It's great to see that uh, people are still out there, even though every time we turn around, there's uh, yet another tour being canceled. Uh, I just feel fortunate that I was able to sneak in... uh, two shows on two different days two weeks ago and that was pretty cool to finally get out there and people that were out there were definitely excited to be out enjoying live music outside and uh, you know it was, it was a good time lots of good spirits and if things hold up then uh, i'll be able to go to another outside venue show at the end of this week so looking forward to that as well and there's kind of that long spell where you know with covid policies and all that i don't know whether any of my tickets are going to be any good the shows are going to really happen any of that stuff. So, you know, a few shows I have tickets for, maybe they'll happen and maybe they won't, don't know. But what is happening, as I noted before, is this week we're picking right up again where we left off with vocalist Eric Martin talking all about the Lean Into It album and its legacy and all that good stuff. So without any further yakking and bullshit from me, I'm going to turn it over to Richie and Eric Martin. Eric, have you ever met uh, and sat down with maybe with like Gary Sharon, Nuno, or maybe even Jason Beeler, Matt Kramer from Saigon Kick. Because around that time, you're all rock bands. And yet all you guys got, you know, your biggest hits are all acoustic ballads. Did you, have you ever had a chance to sit down and talk to those guys about that? Like, sit, there, sit down and talk to all the people like Tesla and, and Extreme and, yeah. uh, and, and all the acoustic. No! Look at that. It was, look. My mother used to say it's cool. It's a coinky dink. It's a coincidence, man. I don't. I don't know why that happened. And, you know, it's just like the movie business. When a like I love westerns, and when a western finally comes out in the United States, oh man, then ten westerns come out at the same time. I don't know. How, I don't. Know. It was the luck of the. Look at the Irish. You, hear, you heard me say that, right? <laughs> right. Nice. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to suck up to you, kid. Uh, but it was, uh, it was having an acoustic song. I mean, look, I played To Be With You for Paul Gilbert when I first met him in, eight, in 89, or 88, 89. So, you know, <laughs> that could have been on the first album, too. So who knows? It was just a look. It was, just a, it was a weird, quirky thing where a bunch of acoustic thing came out. Did I? I, I played. Um, Mr. Big played with Extreme in Australia, uh, 2017, 18, or something. And uh, I don't remember talking to him about it, but we definitely had a little subliminal moment of like, you know, more than words to be with you. And. 
and we might have said, you know, hey, I I go, yeah, hey, how about our little campfire songs, you know? That, but it wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't thought out, meticulous planning, or, mm. hey, everybody, I know how we can catch the public on a good day. I, I, I'm just wondering, did you ever have this moment, Eric? Now, I remember going to see Extreme in Dublin, I think it was in 1990, and more than words, it blew up everywhere. And of course, you had all, I'm not saying all the people, but there was a certain percentage of the people would have gone to their shows thinking that the band were all like that, that it was like an acoustic-based band. Did mm-hmm. you ever see that at any of the Mr. Big shows after To Be With You took off, that people were in the, sta- in the, you know, in the audience going, oh my God, I didn't expect the band to be like this. I thought they were all going to be acoustic like tunes. Uh the other way around, actually. Um, so we we already had kind of a hard, not when I say hardcore, I don't mean hardcore metal, but we had a hardcore fan group. Yeah. Uh, mainly dudes. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys, a lot of lot of gearheads. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys who would be like gone, you know, pencil and paper in hand because they don't have a cell phone back then, and you know, jotting it jotting all the shit down of like all the gear that Billy Sheehan had or watching Paul Gilbert's fingers move, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, the speed of sound on the fretboard. Yeah. Nobody paid it. Nobody paid attention to me. They were like, ah, you're good. You're, <laughs> you're good uh, background you know, <laughs> music. <laughs> and um, that's why I moved around so much. I was like, notice me, notice me. <laughs> So, um, no, no. <laughs> maybe. So, um, when, uh, when, and, and we were playing it at Rush gigs, man. I mean, I, you didn't, I just remember this part where Daddy and Alex came back after a bunch of shows into, uh, the Roll of Bones tour, maybe. Uh-huh. Said, or, or the end of Presto or something, and said, "Man, thank God for your for your, for your song, man. I've never seen that many chicks at a Rush concert." <laughs> thank you. So, and that's a good thing, all right. I, I, I'm not cancel culture or whatever. I don't know who, what if people can misconstrue my words. It's a good thing yeah. that girls come yeah. to the show. Come, yes, yes, it is. God. Anyway, so when our mainly dudes would come to the shows, and then all these girls started coming to the show to be with you and stuff, you know, and and bringing their boyfriends who had never even heard of Mr. Big before, coming and going, oh, what the hell's going on here? There's, you know, they're they're in their minds, they think Mr. Big is a metal band because they never seen like hard rock band before. Maybe yeah, they were because they listened to pop radio. Yeah. I mean, to be with you was on, back in the day, FM, AM, it was all over the place, right? Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, he would get the audience going, holy shit. And then to be with you comes out, like, yay. But a lot of fans who didn't know that of the band, uh, <laughs> my voice is like, hee-haw. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, a lot of wear and tear, bro. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the people that didn't know the style of the band, and they only knew to be with you. Uh, I mean, I see those people who are just true believers now, you know. Mm. Um, 
Eric, I just want to ask you about one or two more songs on, on the album. How come a Jeff Paris song ended up on the record, like just written by him, Lucky This Time? Pat Torpy was a great friend of Jeff. I didn't even, I didn't know him. And uh, Pat, I don't, I don't know. But hey, look, as soon as, um, you're not breaking up a band if you bring, if you bring in, in outside writers. You don't think about, you know, that sounds so, you know, like we're at the Brill Building with Carol King going, give me that neck. Hey, give me a C, a bouncy C. You just, all these people are friends that we write with. And then we brought them into the band. I mean, nobody, we didn't have a band meeting going, we got to write our own material. You know, it's like nobody, nobody gives a shit. We just write. I mean, I, I wrote Just Take My Heart on piano and it was all softy, pretty little ballady song. Gave it to Paul Gilbert and he transposed it into a guitar epic kind of, you know, rock ballad. Anyway, lucky this time. Uh, he was just a good friend of Pat's and... I think Jeff came in and played Lucky this time, and it was going to go on Jeff's records because Jeff at the time was an artist. This is my understanding. I talked to him about it. I remember him watching me sing it one time, and me saying, "God, I hope I did your song justice," because he was he's a he's a great singer. I I basically copied every little nuance that he did. My voice so. <laughs> Yeah, and it's me, but I copied everything he did I, because he had all those um, soulful elements that I love in rock music. You know, the Paul Rogers and the kind of got a little Steve Marriott in there, and he's got a little Lou Graham, a lot of Lou Graham, and um, I just loved it. I mean, I did the same thing with Richie Copson over the years. I know we talk about lean into it, but. Fast forward years later, I did an album called Actual Size when Richie Cousin was our guitar player. And he played me the song Shine, which is a, a song that he was writing for his own solo album. And I go, oh man, can I sing that song? Can we do that on this record? And he was like, okay. Same thing with Lucky this time. I was like, oh man, we have to do this song. But <laughs> it was it was uh, organic, you know? Okay. And th the last song I want to talk about is My Kind of Woman. I want to know, did, did Kevin Elson even hear that song for the debut? I don't remember. I mean, I do remember, like, I was living, um, so I lived in San Francisco, right? And when I commute back and forth, I would stay with Paul Gilbert at his little funky house on Yucca Street in right off of Hollywood Boulevard really funky I mean really funky and that's not a good funky anyway and it was right down the street from GIT which is weird because Paul also was a student and a teacher there anyway and all over the place so I remember Paul coming up with that riff and I'm like oh teach me that riff I could never figure it out even to this day and I don't, is there a meaning behind did Kevin Elson hear it? I mean, it's not, it's a, uh, what, what's your meaning behind it? Like you wrote, you probably wrote it for the first record and it didn't make it. And it, it could have been. Yeah. It yeah. Been. Cause I'm just, I'm just looking at the, the CD here and it says, we've been playing this one since we first got together. A great version at Soundcheck convinced us to put it on this record. So I'm wondering, did Kevin hey, hey, even Richie, hear it for Richie. the first one? Yeah. Rich, 
you're hilarious right now because it says in the liner notes, first of all, Paul Gilbert wrote those liner notes. Do you also believe that it says Eric was a crawdad fisherman and voodoo doctor for voodoo kiss? <laughs> Do you actually believe that too, you fucking bumpkin? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, hey, listeners, that's Richie reading the liner notes, literally. All right. Yeah, I'm kidding, man. I, I love taking the piss of, out of everybody. You just happen to be in my way. That's all right. All right uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, is this, this this would be so awesome if this was live. It's not, I'm afraid. I'm on my lunch break. I, I, listen, if you want me to edit anything out, I will. If you don't, I won't. No, you, you're going to edit the part where I said you're a funk, fucking bum. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, yeah, I I mean, we were playing um, My Kind of Woman. We could have been playing it on the first album because, or it is, it's on the second, right? Yes, it's on so this yeah, one, yeah. We could have been, yeah, we could have been playing it uh, because um, we could have. I don't remember. I mean, maybe we, with different words. I mean, I wrote the whole thing about... Um, I did, it, first of all, I didn't write it with Andre. I wrote it with me and Paul, right? Yeah, it's Paul, yourself, and Billy. Okay, yeah. And I wrote it about... I saw this movie with this woman named Gloria Graham. It was a 1940s movie star. And I love 1940s films, and I just kind of captured the whole vibe. And I, I wrote about you know this girl on the silver screen... And it was kind of this kind of humble pie meets, you know, that, that humble pie melody in the chorus, but in the verses and, and the, uh, and the intro of the song, it's very, uh, kind of, kind of Sabbath a little bit. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Elson, we, uh, yeah, you know, maybe you hear the song or not, but I think we were, Maybe you're right. We did have that. I have to check out my early demos because I know, you know, uh, I, I remember all that shit that we wrote on the first album because we wrote it in eight days, but maybe My Kind of Woman came a little later in the, later on. Okay. I don't remember. I don't okay. remember. But it was a great song, and I'm so glad it did end up on any album, especially the second album. Yeah. Now, one of the things in the, in, the thank you list I want to ask you about. You recorded this in Rumble Recorders, right? But one of the things you have in the thank you list is Vicky at Rumble for saving us from the Ocean Way debacle. Is that Ocean Way Studios? Like, what happened there? <laughs> I don't know what this is. but for, Okay, we recorded at Rumbo and Fantasy Recording Studios in Berkeley. Yeah. But, no, okay, what are you saying specifically? Isn't Ocean Way a studio as well? Yeah, yeah, it is. It says an ocean, we're saving us from the Ocean Way debacle. So did something happen it's, there? Wh- where does it say that? In the liner, in the the thank you list. Oh my God, I never saw that before. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through it and I'm thinking, okay, something must have happened there that maybe you were forced to go from Ocean Way into Rumbo. I, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. I mean, I, it, it had to be. Now I'm really curious. Now, now I'm going <laughs> to look into it. And yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I remember we were at Rumbo for a minute. 
look, maybe there wasn't a. Did we go to Ocean Way for a second? No, it's Can not. It's, it's not down as. Uh, you recorded it in Rumbo, Cherokee Studios, uh, and Fantasy Studios. Right. So there's nothing about Ocean Way. Well, what is, why are you bringing up Ocean Way? Are you just saying that, that it says the Ocean Way debacle? Debacle. Those are the exact words in the thank you list. I'm just wondering, did you go there maybe yeah. try and record? It didn't work out. It was a disaster. I, you know, I don't remember. Okay. It could have been a, it could have been a financial thing. All right. You know, yeah, and the only, and Paul Gilbert would know because he wrote all those liner notes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Final question, Eric, on this record. Is this your favorite Mr. Big album? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sonically, song-wise, uh, great album. I, there are other albums that I love. Yeah, I, I would say this is my favorite. Okay. Mainly, mainly because, not just because of the success, it was because there was... <laughs> The brotherly love was on full uh, full high. Okay. You know, and I'm not. You know, they, you know, you, and we we didn't realize it became a huge surprise to us. We didn't realize. We thought, man, we're we're we are working so hard. You know, that first album we worked our ass off uh, on tour, and then uh, you know, writing songs and being in the studio. Oh man, we're working so hard. It can't get any harder than this. And that that I do remember the time, you know, when we put out Lean Into It, we were so excited about it, and we we had no idea, man. We worked our fingers to the bone, and I, I worked like, probably that's why I, I still have sore throats to this day, man. I worked so hard on that Lean Into It album and all the tours that came after it, but the songs on there, especially To Be With You, is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. This day. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say it's my favorite album. Okay. But I, you know, I have second and thirds too. Mm. Um, yeah, the, and also on that 30th anniversary, a couple songs that were in, collect, you know, sitting on a shelf collecting dust was a song called "Wild Wild Women." Not to look, it didn't make the record because there were too many songs, but. It was kind of a bluesy rock song. It was okay. It was. It was. It, I I hadn't heard it since they sent it to me. They found it. I didn't even. I didn't even have it. But I did have "Stop Messing Around." I loved that song so much, and I remember pushing it so hard to to the band. And Billy and Paul was like, "Yeah, okay." You know, they asked Kevin and see if we can. You know, Kevin was kind of like the deciding factor. I mean, sometimes we put songs in a hat. And a lot of times, you know, I, I'd be begging for a song like it was my child. Please send him in, you know, <laughs> pick me on the ba- on the blacktop. To, let me go in, coach, you know. Yeah. And uh, Stop Messing Around was one of those ones. And I remember Pat Dorpy saying, that sounds like Aerosmith. I'm like, so? Yeah. You know, What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, when people go, yeah, it sounds like the Beatles. Oh, awesome. Put it on the record. I think it sounds like Aerosmith. No? Eh, it sounds too much like Aerosmith. So? You know, it's not. It's, anyway, so uh, I remember Pat saying this. I love Pat so much, but he said, uh, 
Carol Willie, I could have done better on the record. I didn't. I don't really care for my drums that much. I'm like, I was like, I call bullshit. Yeah, because you, that's the best part of the the song. And me, no, but I go. That's the best. That's the best part of the song, man. The drum beat. It's like a cool shuffle. And uh, he goes, I don't know. And I, I knew it. He was like a deciding factor. But you know what? What if that song was up against To Be With You? Eric, what do you want? To be with you or stop messing around? Him? You know, I don't remember making that decision, but I would have said, To Be With You. I've been carrying around To Be With You for years. Please put it on the record. Yeah. But, you know, it's a luck of the Irish. Mm. Eric, how many songs in your current set from Lean Into It do you do? Uh, when I play anything like acoustic or rock song? Yeah. Uh, I think there's only five or six. Uh, well, Daddy Brother, Eleven Chicken, Just Take My Heart. Oh, God. To be with you. Queen Tint of Sixties so, Mind? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I don't do it acoustically because... I'm just I, I'm just not that good, you know. I Paul Gilbert gave me put his hand on my shoulder one time and said, "Wow, you got better, right?" And that was a long time ago, and that made me feel really good. But not as good to play Green Kid in the '60s, mine, and sing it at the same time. It's like rubbing your belly and tapping yourself on the head and hula hoop and uh, <laughs> chewing gum and. Uh, and you know, <laughs> and jumping up and down. Yeah, it's it's difficult to play. Okay. So, um, but yeah, there are, there are, but there are sometimes. There's one time I was in Europe and somebody asked me, "Can can you play Green Kinnades?" And I said no. And then I I looked on their face and they were like, "Oh, you had that." Ah, uh, don't cry. You know, guy with a helmet. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me let me get that tear for you. Anyway. So uh, the guy was kind of bummed out. So I, I just jumped off the stage. The show was pretty much over. I jumped off the stage and went into the crowd and sang it uh, uh, a cappella. Nice. The whole song, yeah. And people nice. cheering. And wow. Like, yeah, I'm going to put this in my act. And good on, good on you, Eric. Word. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, final, yeah. final, final question. Um. Oh, oh, there's final questions? No. Dude, you're, get, you're, you're sucking me dry. So. No, on, honest to God, this is the final question. Um, okay. Over the years, you, got, you would have gotten a lot of gifts from Japanese fans. What are the most yeah. extravagant ones you've gotten? And I've asked this to different musicians. Don Dokken told me once he got a Rolex. <laughs> a Rolex? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, and I still have it. Um, I, I have a couple things. One of my... This is the, my biggest treasure that I've ever gotten in my whole life from anybody. But it was a uh, it was a really small music box that played to be with you, like in that little tinkly tinkly music boxy sound. And that's I've been carrying that around since '92. Uh, that is, I love that so much. I even I get sometimes when my kids go. Uh, I, I I actually. I talked to my kid on Skype the other day, and I was like, I, I had that going on in the background. And he goes, Dad, turn the music box off. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
and then the other one is they used to make dolls yeah of me yeah and with my clothes and i'm and like i've been wearing them for years but i wear chuck taylor um chuck you know uh all-stars chuck taylor all-star uh black leather and the, you know it's the old style basketball shoe from from the 50s i think that it's still you know still out there but anyway i've been wearing those for years kind of my, my look or my luck charm not the same shoe for decades it's <laughs> other shoes right? <laughs> <laughs> the same shoe oh god the smell <laughs> anyway um and there's a doll and it's got these shoes on it and then my same you know black pants uh black shirt and a red scarf i I used to wear that i still wear it sometimes but and then uh and the dolls are all like super like uh milk white and my face is so pale you know i have some irish blood in me too richie i don't know if i that's why i keep bringing it up but yeah i am so pale i mean i if i wear shorts in my neighborhood my my neighbors they they basically hide their eyes. They're bl- they're blinded by the legs. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like this, you know, milk toast looking doll with uh black dance, black shirt, red scarf and these Chuck Taylors and it's and then my and my, all the different hairstyles that I've had. Wow. The eighties, nineties, two thousand beyond. It's hilarious. Nice. nice. So, yeah, I got these dolls. I got these dolls, man. Nice. They're like, uh, you know, stuffed animal vibe, and they're in the closet. And sometimes when I go digging for change, or you know, in in some of those old coats when it, in wintertime, you know, like we all do, you know, like looking around, like yeah. an old coat you wore twenty years ago, going, "Holy shit, twenty bucks!" Right? Yeah. I'll look it up. And I'll see these freaky mother looking at me. <laughs> well Eric it, it's been a pleasure talking to you again um, you're playing up my way now in November so hopefully I'll get a chance to uh, come backstage and say hello to you yeah that would be great I'd, 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 I'd put, a, put, a, put words to her face okay alright Eric well you got a show tonight so uh, hopefully, hopefully the show will go great for you yeah man uh, trying to get the bodies in there it's it, it, it's difficult, you know, like right when the, um, so, you know, the, the, we obviously all experienced the lockdown and the COVID and the whole bit. And now, uh, bars and restaurants are starting to open up here and there. And it's like, I, I, I don't mind them wearing masks. Trust me. I don't do a meet and greet kind of thing. I sometimes they call it a meet and die, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't do it. Right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I want to be, I want to be safe, and I want them to be safe, but I also yeah. want to have a rocking good time. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's it's difficult getting those bodies in, but uh, you know, look, what else am I going to do? Sit on the couch and play Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so what's your what's your website, Eric? Why don't you give it to me and so I can get it out there? Eric Martin. Eric Martin. Uh, Facebook, dot com. I don't, yeah, it's a Facebook. Eric Martin. It's it. It's got a cheesecake-looking picture of me from a long, long time ago, and it says "E.M." on it. And um, yeah, it's Eric Martin. I don't know. You're talking to the to the technically uninclined. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Know. It's just, yeah. All right. Go go okay, drink. Man. Go drink some more coffee. 
and I haven't had enough coffee. All right. Well, you think this hyperness is the coffee? No, it's me, bro. No, I'm just saying go drink some more coffee in general. Yeah, okay, we're, one more thing before we leave. Yeah, go on. Uh, the whole Steve Brown uh, busting balls, you know, oh, God. It's like two alpha males when we when we play together. And he's he's an incredibly talented guitar player. Yeah. And and a, and and an amazing singer. I mean, yep. really. Uh, sometimes I go. Sometimes I tell him to dumb it down a little bit. But you know, like every time he comes up to the microphone, it's a stick. But he goes yeah all the time. Every fucking time. You know, I don't know. You know, and I'm like, dude, dude, know your place. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, yeah, Eric, I'm not, I'm not it's, the Eric, it's the Eric Martin band. Eric Martin featuring Steve Brown, PJ Farley from Trickster. Okay, I mean, you can change the name if you want. I don't care. I, I like, hey, Chris Jericho, man. I, I think he he, he was going to name us. He is so fucking, he is, he is a very cool guy, but one of the funniest people I know. And he says... You know, I'm trying to give up a band, like we're co- coming up with a band name. I thought, how about Eric Martin and the Knuckleheads from New Jersey? And PJ and Steve were like, no, we don't like it. I'm like, okay, well, how about this? How about that? No, no, no. I'm like, well, then it's going to be Eric Martin Band or it's going to be Eric Martin. And Chris Jericho goes, how about the guys that smell like soup? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and then they both looked at each other and they were like, no. What are you... And I go, Eric Martin, it is. <laughs> know your place. <laughs> anyway, I've had a good time talking to you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you giving me a vocal lesson right now. I feel a little bit more warmed up. It's 45 minutes uh, to the lobby call to go do a sound check. I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem, Eric. Well, have a good rest of the day. It's always a pleasure talking to you. All right. All right. Thank take you. care of yourself. Bye. And there you go. Short, sweet, get in, get out, 30 minutes or so. Just a nice, compact earful. And if you want to hear more from Eric, you can go back into our archives. Back in 2020, we had him on episode 453 SE. Back then, we were doing uh, special episodes during quarantine. People were asking us to put out extra content. So we have a whole other interview in the back catalog. And you can go to uh, focusonmetal.net or focusonmetalpod.com and uh, look up episode 453, or even the search, just hit Eric Martin. You'll get uh, this week's episode, last week's episode, and episode 453 SE, and uh, hear another great interview that we did with Eric uh, well over a year now. And before we head out, just want to make a quick plea to uh, to Boss US, Boss Japan. Guys, where is the HM2W? supposed to be out July. It's passed. It's August. It's passed. September. It's passed. Now we're into October. I have still not gotten my HM2W into my hot little hands. I'm looking forward to finally getting this one. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's been a while. I know there's constraints and all that good stuff. But, you know, even Ramble Effects came off a back order with their twin bender. I've got that one in my hand. I've been waiting about six months for so you've been able to get all the other pedals you were back ordered on. Let's get the HM2W into people's hands. And we can once again turn all the knobs up and let loose the buzz sound of Swedish death metal. So that's it for this week. That's it um, off my soapbox 
for now. And uh, not sure what's up next week. Richie and I, we're going to try to schedule something this week to do a uh, Black Album 30th discussion. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit crappy right now, so I don't want to get Richie sick. So I just kind of was like, yeah, we're going to have to delay that a bit. So we'll see what happens, whether that's going to happen in the next few days or not. But if not, there is more audio already spooled up to roll out into your waiting little metal ears. So, for this week, that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So, for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great metal week. And until we talk to you again next week, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant. You're still here? It's over. Go home.